Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulky Blue Podcast. Now, hopefully you can hear me quite well. Um, bit of a different setup today. Uh, but, fingers crossed, it's all alright. Um, today, I'm going to be reviewing the... Uh, Chelsea versus Norwich game in the Premier League. Now, I know I've missed a couple of games in between. Um, I missed the Brentford game. We won 1-0. Men, uh, Edouard Mendy being an absolute hero. Um, I missed the Malmo game where we won 4-0 as well. I also for, didn't do the results of the Tyson Fury fight and... All I can do really is apologise. Had a lot going on. So. But. That's down to me. And. Let's. uh, Let's get cracking. So. Firstly. Before I do. I just want to point out that Manchester City are currently playing while I'm recording this um, while I'm recording this podcast it is currently 33 minutes and 7 seconds in and Manchester City are 3-0 up away at Brighton so yeah getting into the Chelsea versus Norwich match and a lot was being made of the fact that Werner and Lukaku were injured. Um, both both came off the pitch in the first half against Malmo. Lukaku got fouled and twenty something mid mid twenty minutes. Um, we what we got a penalty. We scored. Uh, Jorginho scored it, but. Um, Lukaku had to come off this is against Malmo by the way in the Champions League and then on the 41st minute I think it was Havertz had the ball on the right side of the box and Werner has pulled up holding his hamstring Um, now luckily the injuries do seem to be kind of light not like absolutely horrific. Um, saw saw some it today. How true it is, I don't know. Lukaku's going to be two two weeks. Werner's going to be about four weeks. So hopefully, after international break, the final one of the year, like be able to come back and they'll be fine. Um, but that left a bit of a dilemma today. Who, who was going to be playing up front today? And I'm going to get into the lineup now. Um, so, of course, we had the Senegalese Spider Man in goal in Edward Mendy. We had Trevor Chalabar, Thiago Silva, and Antonio Rudiger as the back three. We had Reese James and Ben Chilwell as the wingbacks. We had Jorginho and Kovacic as the double pivot. 
We then had a front three of Money Mace, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Kai Havertz taking up the central position. And it, it was a brilliant start. We were passing slick. We we were cutting holes through Norwich for fun. And as much as you you couldn't sit there and go, yeah, but it's only Norwich, we still have to put them passing moves together. We still have to put them attacks together. And we did. And lo and behold, in the eighth minute, we took the lead. Ball was being played in and around the box. Mount took the, uh, took a pass in from Hudson-Odoi, spun, and just belted it straight in the bottom corner. He, like, from outside the box, this was. Not, I wouldn't say he was, like, 30, 40 yards out. He was about 20, 25. He was quite close to the edge of the box, but he, he turned and hit it through one of the Norwich players' legs, and it went in the bottom corner, 1-0 Chelsea. Um, and again, our our attacks were pretty... There wasn't really a respite period for Norwich. Um, in the 18th minute, Hudson-Odoi made it 2-0. He got played... Kovacic played him through. Absolute beautiful pass on the le- uh, through on, into the left channel and took it one-on-one with the goalkeeper and slotted it past him. 2-0, bottom corner. And then in the 42nd minute, there was a goal that must have been straight from the training ground because of how it was played. Hudson Adoy has again passed it over to Mount. Mount, without even looking, has played... Reese James in for a through ball and he chipped the keeper to the point where he may as well sent Tim Crawl back to fucking Holland like he just embarrassed him with the with the goal he scored and then 3-0 going at half time um, I tweeted the, the, the guys at 1905 they they tweeted out about how um, like good, good first half and etc. So I, I tweeted, "We want six, we want six and um, I'll get more into that in a minute. And we started the second half um, with in the well, in the fifty seventh minute. Chilwell getting on the score sheet again for the third yeah third Premier League game in a row um, Southampton Brentford and now um, Norwich he's also scored four goals in his last five games I think um, for club and country he's scored in his last Four Premier League starts going going back to Villa final day of the season last year. The guy's on immense form, and again he gets the ball on the left hand side of the box and he drills it in bottom corner, cross keeper can't really ask for much more. Um, and this is when shit really started to unravel for Norwich. 
like majorly unravel for Norwich because in the um, 62nd minute Hudson Odoi has got the ball uh, between the left corner left channel um, and he drills across and it deflects off of um, Max Aaron's I think it was and then it it just goes past Tim Crawl. With that, as someone who used to as someone who used to play goalkeeper, you gotta give all the sympathy for the goalkeeper because there's absolutely nothing he can do in that situation. He's just gotta try and react best he can and got a hand to it but couldn't save it. And then literally three minutes later they were down to ten men. They were 5-0 down and down to 10 men with Gibson. I don't even know his first name. Um, got sent off. Second yellow. Came charging through Reese James and deservedly so. Bye-bye. And then... <laughs> and then we move forward into the uh, 85th minute. In fact, it was the 83rd minute. Um, So in between the red card and the 83rd minute, we had a couple of good, good chances and Tim Krull saved them. And to be fair, he probably saved it from being double figures. But we get another attack and Rudiger's in the box. On the left-hand side, between the penalty spot and six-yard box, roughly. And he, he hits a shot. And one of the Norwich defenders literally dives at it like he's trying to save it. With his, well, he did save it with his hands and deflect it wide. So, penalty gets given. After VAR, which, fair enough, worked perfectly fine. And then you had uh, Mount step up to take it. First one, he missed. However, it got retaken because Tim Crawl had come off his line. And uh, well, they're the rules. If goalkeeper's off his line, it's got to be retaken. Um, well, between the retake, you had Ross Barkley try and nick the ball off him. And he was like... And Mace was like, no chance. <laughs> like, there's absolutely zero chance of getting this penalty off me. Go away. And he took it again. Like, Mount took the retake. And uh, went down the middle. Tim Krull got a leg on it, but went in. Made it 6-0. Now, at this point... 1905 tweeted me with a bunch of like celebration emojis and I'd never got the chance to right but I promise you hand on heart I was going to tweet back as a reply the cherry on top for today would be Mount getting a hat trick And lo and behold, in the 91st minute, Money Mace bags his hat-trick. Now, 
it was total unselfishness from Ruben Loftus Cheek that gave him that hat trick. Ruben's through through on goal one on one, and he he sees Mace running along, and he he squares it to Mace and uh, Mace taps it in for for seven nil on the day. And his first hat trick for Chelsea. I'm sure he got one for Vitesse um, when he was there. Um, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he did. But it's definitely his first one for Chelsea. In fact, I think he said it himself it's the first time he scored more than one goal in a game for Chelsea. And today was a massive statement. We, Full time seven nil, and yeah, t- today was a massive statement because you look at Liverpool when they can sit there and can pump teams for four and five for fun at times. Same as City, we've been relying on our defence a lot, and to be fair, it's work. It's working. We we have got the best defence in the league. We've had a few games this season where we've scored threes and whatnot. Like 3-0 against Palace, 3-0 against Villa, 3 against Southampton. Alright, so we are scoring. But today we needed a big statement. We needed to go out there and go, you know what? Norwich... We're sorry, but we've got to give you a hiding. And I've been saying it for months on here, on Twitter. When everything clicks and we actually put our chances away, we are going to give a poor team a good proper thumping. And we did today. Our XG after the game was only two points on it. We should have scored three goals maximum in terms of XG and try, like in like expected goals. But we scored seven, and only one was a penalty. So it's we've been outperforming our um, XG for a lot of games this season. Like, I think against uh, Villa, RXG was only like 1.2 or something. We put three past them. And when when you're being clinical, when you are scoring chances you're not meant to score, and when you're putting teams to the sword in the way that we did today, we've, we've scoring that many goals today. I mean, I, I don't know if it's changed because of City being three or up. But scoring the amount of goals we scored today, we went at the time. We were well, we're top of the league anyway. But we went most goals scored and least goals conceded at the time. So it's as I said, we we needed to give a team a proper thumping, and today we did that. And I couldn't be more proud of our academy right now who were involved who were involved in every goal um, 
Burton scored five of the seven. Um, it it was immense, absolutely immense. And then you even look outside of Chelsea. Broja and Livermento scored today as well for Southampton. It's um, I'm immensely proud of the Cobham boys today. Immensely proud of them, and immensely proud of my team. We now play Southampton again, but this time in the cup midweek. Um, I'm expecting players like Alonso to come back in for Chilwell. Um, Saar will probably play again because um, he played. He played against Brentford. He actually did play really well. I'm expecting Kepa to play. Um, Saul will probably play because he he's barely had a sniff. Because since Ruben's come back into the fold, Saul can well Ruben's justifying earning his spot. And yeah, I mean. Saul will probably get a game against Villa. Uh, not Villa, against Southampton, sorry, in the league. And, yeah, I mean, it's just... I now look forward to watching Chelsea play. Well, obviously, I love watching Chelsea play anyway, but when you're this, like, I can't wait for the next game. I need to see them play again. It's it's a it's a brilliant feeling, and just knowing we've got the squad, we've got the team, we've got the manager to compete not only for the league but for every competition that we're in. Like in in December, in a month and a half time. We go to the Club World Cup, so we got to try and win that, which we're going to be heavy favourites for, let's not kid ourselves, um, and then we got to make a real charge in the league, and with it as it stands, obviously Brighton aren't doing anyone a favour at the minute, because they're 3-0 down. Um, but tomorrow, you've got West Ham playing Tottenham, so they'll take points off each other. And you, the the main one is you've got Man United versus Liverpool. And both of them can't win. Um, if I was to pick a if I was to pick a winner, that'd be preferential. Preferential, should I say? Preferably Man United win that game. Firstly, Liverpool are the ones that are really going to challenge us. Um, and secondly, the longer Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is in that job, the less I'm, like, I'm not worried about Man United at all. Um, they're just not... They're just not like... They've got excellent players don't get it twisted and they've got players that can seriously punish teams 
but it's never consistent. <coughs> and there will be a time, which happened a couple of weeks ago, where that individual talent will not bail them out any longer. It just won't. So, I think they'll trail off. So, I think if if Man United can pick up three points against Liverpool tomorrow, it'll benefit Chelsea and Man City big time. However, I can't see anything other than a Liverpool thumping with how Man United have been defending. They conceded two against Atalanta during the week. Atalanta aren't a shit team. Um, But then there's the four against Leicester last week. There's, There's loads of different, like... There's loads of different times they've conceded twos and whatnot. Conceded two goals to young boys. And then you got the Muppet that is uh, Paul Scholes sitting there going, oh yeah, Chelsea have got the weak, uh, weakest defence in the top four. Like, what is, what is firstly, right, what is he on? To say that we've got the worst defence in the top four and then literally 24 hours later for Man United to concede more goals in one game than we have all season in the granted in the league but they conceded four to Leicester last year uh, last week and we conceded three all season two of which were penalties I might add shows he knows nothing and then you got seeing people saying about um, oh but on, on paper Chelsea got the worst worst back four so hold on City they've got Diaz and Laporte. Alright, cool. Man United have got Varane. That's it. Maguire is shit. Lindelof is shit. Bailly's always injured. Phil Jones is crap. Okay. Then you look at Liverpool. Van Dijk, world class. Matip. Next to Van Dyke, world class. On his own, iffy. Canate, young, unproven. Who else they got? Joe Gomez, too injury prone. But again, next to Van, uh, without Van Dyke next to him, haven't seen enough from him. And even then, last season. Which doesn't get mentioned often enough. Van Dijk was in that team that conceded seven to Villa. Same as Maguire was in a team that conceded six to Spurs. And yet, in the past 18 months, we have kept more clean sheets than 99% of the teams. Maybe all of them. I'm not sure on City's number of clean sheets. So I'm not going to say all the teams. But we're up there. Kept the most clean sheets in Europe. We've just set... Or in May, we set a defensive record 
for a team winning the Champions League. We conceded four all tournament. And to put that into perspective, already after three group, group games, Liverpool, City and Man United have already conceded more than four goals in the cha- in their Champions League group stages. And uh, we're, we're meant to sit here and listen to Paul Scholes sitting there tell you that Chelsea have got the worst defence in the top four. Paul, mate, you need to wake the fuck up. And then he tried getting cocky last... Yeah, but... Oh, so if your goalkeeper gets man of the match, does that mean you still defended well? Well, yeah, it does, because the goalkeeper's still part of the defence, you mug. So, the fact that Paul Scholes can sit there and say that with any form of authority is beyond me. It shows that there is nothing but bias in the media, and not just for... Man United. If he'd have said Man United have a better defence than Chelsea, I could go, you know what? That's just down to pure bias. Not a problem. But the fact that he said they're the worst in the top four. So he he's saying that he's too so it's not bias because he's saying his two biggest rivals have better defensive than Chelsea. So it means it's something that he genuinely believes. It's wrong. It's his, impi- it's his opinion, he's entitled to it, but factually it's wrong. So, I don't know, I, I mean, I think, he, I think he's just lost all credibility as a pundit for me. Um, yeah, I don't see how he comes back from it, to be honest. But, anyway, it is what it is. We move on to Southampton during the week. Um, can't remember if it's Tuesday or Wednesday that we play them. Um, either way, we should qualify. Um but if we do qualify for the next round, that'll mean that our next match will be one or two days before we go to the club or we have a match in the club or cup, I think. so. Because that's what happened to Liverpool last time. Uh, they had Villa day one, um, one day and then literally the next day they were playing in the club or cup. So they had to field the youngsters in the in the Carabao Cup and then um, and then like basically sacrifice that to go and win the club world so but we'll wait and see we'll, we'll wait and see hopefully obviously as a fan I want to win every game so it'll be interesting to see uh, where we go from there so if you that is going to be the end of this podcast. If you did enjoy it, please share the podcast around. That means the absolute world to me. Um, and I hope you all stay safe. I hope you all have a great week or however long it takes until I do my next one, which hopefully, fingers crossed, will be after... Um, 
hopefully after the Southampton game with the draw um, of all the other rounds as like all the other teams as well um, but yeah can't complain we're top of the league we're flying and thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next one keep the blue flag flying high good bye